Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, man, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Man alive. Mm-hmm. I really narrowly averted disaster this week, Jordan. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Well, I... Or what almost happened, I guess I should say. I say I averted disaster. Mm -hmm. I could be looking at this through the wrong lens. I could have walked right into a disaster. Sure. Maybe that's what I did. Or you could have had the privilege Mm -hmm. of dying. Yeah. And meeting the Lord. (laughs) Thank you. So. And my close personal friend, St. Peter. Mm Mm-hmm. Up at them gates, the pearly ones that, is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. About. Oh, okay. yeah. So are there any other gates? Mm-hmm. Yes, there are yeah. many other gates. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but none more famous. I was at, mm-hmm. and I, Jordan, you know that on this show, the last thing I want to do is brag. Yeah, sure. Okay, because- far, Yes, far be it from for you. From you? Far be it from you. Yeah. What's that expression I'm trying to say? Uh, far bit for me. Yes, Farfignugan. Farfignugan from you. Yes. To brag. Uh, I am a people's champion. Mm-hmm. If sure. I am anything, yes. I am a man of the people. Everyone, right. I'm relatable. An everyman. I'm relatable. A Joe I'm a regular Joe. I'm, I am Joe the plumber. Right. If Joe the plumber was more chill. Right. Sure. Okay, that's, Down to earth. That's DTE. Kind of, so I hesitate. DTE and DTF. So for that reason, I'm hesitant to brag. Right. Because but, it might taint your reputation as, as a man of the people, right. a people's champion, mm-hmm. uh, so on and so forth. Right. First responder. First responder. Um, all these things. Uh, but the other day, mm-hmm. after I dropped my daughter off at arts camp, mm-hmm. I stopped by a little shop called Eagle Rock Goodwill. Okay. Yeah, it's the Goodwill in Eagle Rock, California, mm. an upper middle class neighborhood that's, that's, here in Los Angeles. That's a uh, descriptive name. Yeah, and it's a good thing it's in Eagle Rock. I like uh, this. Is not a good. This is not a particularly good Goodwill. Mm-hmm. That's an okay Goodwill, right? Um, but it's right by my daughter's summer camp, so it's convenient. By the time I've driven her all the way to the goddamn summer camp and dropped her off and mm-hmm. gone through all that rigmarole. How about a little treat for daddy? Sure. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. stop by the Goodwill, get anything you want. Yeah. And you're not going to believe Weird, what... Weird vase. Yeah. TV VCR. You got Take it. your pick. Yeah. Men in Black 2 on VHS. Yeah. So there was there a rain stick mm-hmm. of such extraordinary proportions. Right. I'm talking about a four and a half, five foot... Nine inch across, wow. yeah, across the cross section. Sure, what's that one? It's not circumference. Radius is is halfway across the cross section. Are you looking for diameter, sir? He's looking for diameter. Yes, I think he is. Diameter. We have not introduced our guest, but he's helping us out with math terms. Thank God. This was a monster rain stick, mm-hmm. and I looked at this rain stick. You know what it cost? Four dollars ninety eight cents. So, so, so here's the question. What would you do? Mm-hmm. You're staring at the one of the biggest rain sticks you've ever seen in your uh, almost pornographic rain stick. Could you? Could you? Is was it easy to flip? It was. It was ripe. It seems like it would be. Un- it, was it seemed like it would be unwieldy. Ripe. It was ripe for the flipping. It seems like it, it was ready okay. to flip. All right. 
It was ready to flip. RTF? <laughs> Somebody contact flippable.org and right. make a few donations because this thing was ready to mm-hmm. flip. Sure. It was a house in an up-and-coming up neighborhood. Okay. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Let's introduce our guest on the program. And then get down to he's this, a professional musician. Get down to this thick stick. Yeah. Uh, he is a, a rapper. Mm-hmm. He is... Among other things, he, he was once named by Los Angeles Weekly magazine one of the whitest musicians of all time. <laughs> uh, he has a brand new album called Echo Chamber, which features extensive appearances from our Jordan Jesse Gofriend and our Max Fun colleague, Open Mike Eagle. His name is MC Paul Barman. Hi, Paul. How you doing? It's so good to be here. No, this is... Hold on. This is not the Paul I pleasantly chatted with out in the (laughs) lobby. This is a whole other guy. Earlier on, we were just talking with a nice man named Paul. Right. But now, Dr. Vinny Bombat's (laughs) over here. (laughs) Paul, okay. Is LA Weekly the one we're supposed to hate? Now we we hate it. it. Yeah, it's bad. It was not bad before. Back when they called you one of the whitest musicians of all time... I guess I'm an we, early hater. Good. Yeah. How did you react to that? Uh, I forgot all about it until I was <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Paul. Yes, sir. In your capacity as a professional musician, a guy with a brand new long playing album out right now. Yes. You're at, you're in Eagle Rock, California. Now, again, this is an upper middle class mm-hmm. neighborhood. This isn't about bragging, but it's not an ext- it's not a fancy Upper, it, look, there's a target there. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a regular. How's the target? It's a pretty good target. Okay, well, you got okay, no complaints. In this it's, got, scenario, it's got some produce. Do I have a butter vocal booth with plenty of room for giant rain sticks that I can access at any time mm. and could even leave in the corner and no one would hardly even notice? Good question. You know who is lives that in, part of my scenario? You know who lives in Eagle Rock? Madlib. Madlib's mm. probably got a butter vocal <laughs> studio with plenty of room for flipping rain sticks. I thought he was in Europe. Let's text that guy. Um, I don't have his number. Bottom line, yes. And leave it right here. Yeah. Oh, wait. Here it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no. The police are here. <laughs> Come out with your hands up. Oh, here comes a cow. <laughs> Hi, boys. <laughs> the cow can talk. Oh, no. That, oh, that was a beautiful lady. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that is a, that is a nice rain stick. That yeah, was although nice. I wish people could see it because it kind of sounds like the other ones. So <laughs> what I did, yeah, in this, what I personally did, Jordan, what you, you didn't weigh in. What what would you do in that situation? Boy, I don't think I have rain stick room in my house. And remember, important context here: mm-hmm. it's nine ten in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm all juiced from morning edition. <laughs> Exactly. I'm Siegel got you pumped. Siegel got me pumped. <laughs> you know that famous hashtag Siegel got me like. <laughs> right, yeah. And it's just a, and then it gets a meme of a man buying a rain stick. Yeah. Or he's looking away, he's looking away from his girlfriend whose head is a hand drum and he's looking at another woman who's a rain stick in a dress. But you can hear Robert Siegel's one dulcet of my, tones. One of my favorite memes. Okay. Um, yeah, I probably would like to fuck around with the rain stick in the store. Yeah. See how she flips. Yeah. Uh, but I probably would not buy it. I just don't have a ton of room. I have a smaller apartment. 
uh, yeah, so I don't I don't have a lot of room for uh, you know fickle sticks. It's a great price though. I mean, so I think like four you, bucks, four dollars and ninety eight cents, right. which is technically about five dollars. Yeah, just under. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would expect to pay for a for a for a large scale rain stick like that, mm-hmm. like a really full, again almost pornographic rain stick. Right. I would expect to pay what fourteen dollars, mm-hmm. and that would be in a market abroad or in a thrift store. At home. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to a store that also sells loose-fitting linen clothing, then I'm expecting to pay $60, $80 yeah, for the, for the yeah, rain stick. Yeah, there's a markup there. Yeah. Anyway, I'm saying no stick for me. There's a markup because you have to use more fabric to make the linen clothing. Right, right, right. right. So, no, so, bill- you so lost billowy. me a little. So Am billowy. I allowed to talk? Yeah. yeah. Now that I've been We've introduced you, yes. Yeah. $60, $80. We're talking about a tree that you haven't messed with yeah. yet. So to you make wanna, into something else. You're going to buy a tree. So this is this is what Paul well, Barman is well, telling. Once you raise the and price this is to on sixty you. bucks, <laughs> you're, no you're amount going of rain to, sticks is worth sixty bucks. Sixty bucks is like you're just finishing your album. Your album Echo Chamber. Okay. There's just a couple of finishing touches you want to put on it. You want people to listen to it and kind of feel like they have to pee. Legendary percussionist Ayrton Morera. Is coming in. Of course, you know him from Weather Report. You know him from playing with Miles Davis. You know him from his solo al- his solo albums. He's coming in, but he says, he says, Paul Barman, I don't have my instruments. In his beautiful Brazilian voice, it's an older man, mm-hmm. very dignified. Right. You say, don't worry. I'm going to take sixty dollars, go to a nursery, buy a tree, hollow it out. Add rain stick material inside. I'm going to say that's BBs. Yeah. <laughs> BB? I was going to ask. Excuse me. I, I, I was surprised by that and spat on myself. Yeah. No one had to know that. No, but I, I like to be honest with the audience. <laughs> I, I Listen, podcasts, they're real. I they're thought rain raw. sticks were full of pine needles. So, there's, two, so there's, there's really two things that it could be full of. The first thing I would say... Is BBs mm-hmm. for like for a BB gun? No. The second yeah, thing so that's either. a different sound. Yeah. The second thing is that's like rain sticks are. Sh- yeah. Sh- the BB okay. should be. <laughs> okay. Settle. So, uh huh. But the one you're describing is. Okay, I got it. So it's it. more of a. So wait. So not a. Okay. Okay. The other possibility. Rice aroni. Sure, not cooked rice aroni, right? But just you go to the you go to the grocery store, you get yourself some rice aronis, mm-hmm. you open them up and you pour them on in there. You keep the seasoning the flavor packet. pouch, yeah, because you might want to put that on something later, like put that on vegetables if you're sautéing vegetables because sure, yeah. it's got a, it'll bring some brightness. Probably to the throw that on a chicken breast; it'd probably be pretty but good. That would be nice. Yeah. Throw that in the sous vide. Sure. <laughs> okay, so you're telling me, Paul. <laughs> You're going to buy a tree, hollow it out, put the rice in there, cover the ends, and that's how you're spending your $60? Mr. Thorne, what I'm telling you is I love a tree so much. I plant it. I protect it. 
I water it. Mm-hmm. I make it grow. I put the fantastic musician I can't tell if you made up or not under the <laughs> tree. Morera of weather report. And I do like the weather report, so mm-hmm. I should know. And I bring a reasonably good recording device mm-hmm. to the shady, gorgeous spot where this fabulous virtuoso is sitting mm-hmm. <laughs> and record him doing his thing after he goes and gets his instrument. Mm-hmm. So you're just providing a you're providing an atmosphere. Well, the tree provides the, much more. What than... is a rain stick if not atmospheric? No, I mean you've got a great point. You've in got the, a great point. In the end, mm-hmm. I went up to that rain stick. Yeah, I took a look around. Are there any teens around that are going to judge me or beat me up? Yeah, there weren't any. It was teen free. How old is your daughter? Uh, six years old. Okay. Yeah, she's she's not a teen. She's not a teen yet. I went ahead and flipped that thing. Mm-hmm. And I left it right there. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need that in Good my call. life. What a story. Yeah. yeah, you thought about buying a rain stick and it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it pays off in the end, you got to admit. That's true. When I decide not there's to a buy lot it. of Yeah, there's a lot of like universal themes in this story, I For, think. Well, Man versus stick. <laughs> Ayerto Morera from Weather Report. Sure. I mean, that's in Gilgamesh. Right. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah, Joseph Campbell, Hero's Journey. This that's in classic, the classic the classic stuff. Yeah. As you'll find Ayurta sure. Morera. Mm-hmm. The Tale of Genji. The, the Monkey King. <laughs> the Monkey King and his big friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he stole the magic beans from heaven. Mm-hmm. He's got that cudgel. Classic. Classic storytelling. Little Monkey King. <laughs> Humor here. The Mahabharata. The Mahabharata. Paul is so relaxed. He's three feet from his microphone. Yeah, you've got a new chill posture. Chill me out. In a full Tommy Bahama pose. You know, I was afraid that I would have to pick a bottle of wine, but that story Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. my first glass. (laughs) Okay, well. You got a nice buzz. Yeah. Exactly. We'll have some more, maybe a little bubbly, Mm. when we come back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. MC Paul Barman, the trifecta. Really? Yeah. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Father, son, Holy Ghost. Rad Dad, Check Cash, or Mike Recca. Trifecta. Yeah. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. So what What makes you... Let's let's explore this Rad Dad thing a second. <laughs> yeah. What makes you a Rad Dad? BMX bike? Um, Tude? Rude Tude? Gosh, that's a good question. Because lately I'm thinking the Rad Dad is actually the novice teacher who foolishly doesn't start out the year stern mm. and tries to get stern like sure. halfway through the year and but he it's can't too do late. it he set a bad precedent <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. all of a sudden he's too too chill off the top instead of teaching american history he's just playing stern <laughs> right yeah um come on come on it's me but you're yeah. you you don't normally live in la you're visiting you're on a long visit you've brought the family you're showing them a good time that's pretty rad exactly yeah exactly I mean, this is the land of dreams, Paul. Dude, it, you know, this is going to sound weird, but I was almost relieved during your terrible grocery store hostage situation uh-huh. because L.A. was looking perfect mm. in my couple of days here. Right. And I was like, oh, there's horrific violence just like back home. I guess, right. I guess it's not. And perfect. then after that, 
you went to the La Brea Tar Pits and you found out a little bit about horrific violence through the ages. Yeah. Have you guys not been there? Oh, I, I, I've we, been to La yeah. I, so I, I've wanted to go there my whole life. So I, I, this, again, we don't like to brag on this show. We should explain that for Paul, it's a fetish thing. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Just why. seeing a giant sloth yeah. uh, restrained in some way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I grew up uh, like an hour south of L.A., and the La Brea Tar Pits was like my field trip. Like we would go on a field trip, and I was a uh, definitely a like huge dinosaur kid. I was big-time dinosaur <laughs> kid, and but that he- extended into prehistoric mammals. I was not as interested in them as I was in dinosaurs, but still very interested. So in glyptodons. What's a glyptodon? Oh, it's like um, uh, it's like a it's like a turtle mammal. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jesse's doing a little dance that is not helpful, but a lot of fun. Wait, did you say turtle mammal? It's like a turtle mammal. Yeah. What's mammalian about it? Uh, I think it has under the shell. It has fur. It has a fur head. And a turtle shell and, I'm a not... wha- and a whacking tail, a glyptodon. What about a... Oh, it's got a whacking tail. What about a giant sloth? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Love those sloths. Mammoths. Okay. Woolly I... and otherwise. Wait, how did the sloth last long enough to get big? Its claws, it it, it, it seems to be with palms up. It seems to be trying so to poke big. itself. And, and like, it just looks like it could be picked off. At any moment, regardless of how many of them there are to act as a group. Well, they're gentle giants. Yeah. That's important to know. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know. Sort of like Georges Mirasan. I think it's any time there's a predator that can smell well Uh within a mile of it, that group of sloths is wiped out. Well, that's an interesting question, Paul. That's a – you're asserting that. But I don't think the archaeological record reflects exactly, or I guess the paleontological Mm -hmm. record, reflects exactly how the giant sloth smelled. Maybe, for example, it smelled like ferns. And goodness knows there were plenty of ferns around at the time. Sure. There were ferns everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. So even if, let's say you have great- Gullies of them. Let's say you're a dire wolf. Yeah. Or a saber-toothed tiger. Okay, so when you acted like you hadn't been to the La Brea Tar Pits, you were just waiting to show me your La Brea profound no, deep nod. You I go said there every save week. it for the air. <laughs> I said save it for the air because we were trying to, we were we trying to, to talk you. about more. That yeah. sounds, it sounds to me like you actually have thought this out. I should explain that Paul and I bet $200 each <laughs> oh. on who knew more about the La Brea Tar Pits. a very bad color of money reboot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, does your I'm daughter Jackie like Gleason. it? Uh, so I, so yes, growing up, I went to the Liberty Tars many times. I live close, and it's still, it's still, uh, you know, if I'm, if I feel like if I'm having a rough day, I like to, I like to. Stroll it is way better than your average dinosaur thing. I love it. I think it it's is great. so cool. Here's the. I feel like there is a fundamental betrayal at the heart mm-hmm. of the Librea Tar Pits. Why is that? And I think you'll find that as excited as you are about the Librea Tar Pits, and as nostalgic mm-hmm. as Jordan is about the La Brea Tar Pits. I am not nuts about the La Brea Tar Pits. I think that the La Brea Tar Pits present to us a promise mm-hmm. of dinos then deliver sloths. I See, I th- I've seen plenty of dinos. Sure, yes, right. And I am 
okay, the sloths are not the most interesting, but the, all the other things are. Okay. I do like the thing where you grab a pole oh, yeah. sticking out of mm-hmm. a bucket yeah. and you lift it up and down and they're like, this is what, what it would like be like to, be trapped. You to can... jack off tar. <laughs> it's an empathy machine. Right. And it's got the La Brea Tar Pits has that amazing, uh, you know, display outside where they have a tar pit that was just, that's been there and they have these, you know, ceramic mammoths and they're trapped and there's a baby reaching out with its trunk, mommy. You know, or daddy. I think it's a daddy, judging by the tusks. Um, but I don't want to say for sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's got this amazing, like, iconic uh, display outside. And I think – and I'm going to – now, listen, Jesse. The first time I went to the Little Ray Tar Pits was I probably disappointed that there were no dinos. Sure. But I think now I see – Nobody likes being lied to. I, no, I don't think anyone's lying to anyone. Dinos are available elsewhere. Yes, many places. The What's Natural not History available Museum. is the connection is, – is the intermediate period between dinosaurs and A forgotten and us, period. And the fact that this cauldron mm-hmm. of bubbling trap life mm-hmm. is, is – it, it just kind of gives you perspective on – the ancientness of the continent, right? Uh, the preposterousness of national borders or state borders, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it appears that we had to work together to extinctify these creatures. Now, here's here's Astute. my here's my concern about what you are asserting here, yeah. Jordan. You say nobody's lying to anyone. I can see why have this you show watched, is two hours long. Have, <laughs> you guys don't cover a lot we, of ground. <laughs> Podcast wise, you're a bit sloth like. Not a <laughs> not a wasted second. Tight. You, the tightest two hours in podcasting. Jordan, yes. you say that nobody's lying to anyone. Yeah. Have you turned on C-SPAN lately? That's Thank true. you. Thanks, Drew. Thank Fake you. news. What? What position are we taking on this? <laughs> Hard to say these days. Hard so have you guys say. seen the big say. mural that shows the cosmos exploding? I love that mural that shows the cosmos. And then it goes snakes right to left cos- and right to yes. left. And then, uh, and then it's like, and then, man... Back to space. We did it. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. I wish fuck they, you, Cosmos. I wish they had, <laughs> I don't know if they... I didn't have time to go to the store, but I would like a reproduction yeah. of that. Is They'll it be. called Man's Dominance of the Stars? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Then I mean, in parentheses, giant sloth. And I think that... I think you're right. I mean, I think if you only have a, you know, a casual knowledge of, you know, prehistory, uh, you know, as I a do. kid... As a kid, you know, you Most have, of my knowledge you have dino books and, you know, you're aware of caveman, but there's so much that happened between that. Yes. And I think the La Brea Tar Pits is a great educational tool to show you a period that, yes, I mean, is is less exciting because of the lack of dinos, but it's still very fascinating and something people don't, uh, don't, don't hear about too often. Okay. I yeah. think just the fact that it happened right there. Yeah. Yes. You know, and you can the and dinosaurs right, all at the of Museum the of Natural History weren't excavated. Right on there by the LACMA. Street. Yeah, right there by the LACMA. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next to that Marie Callender's it's fancy for some reason. <laughs> Why is it fancy? It's a Marie Callender's. <laughs> Just a few short blocks away from that fat burger that has booze. A couple hundred feet from where I ran into and interacted with NPR CEO Yarl Moan. There you go. See? A historic street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that is a great point, Paul, is that like all the stuff there, including some hominids. Mm-hmm. Were found in that tar pit because I feel like you know when you go to a natural history museum, Just, they're collecting things from largely Utah and Montana, and you know bringing them to that city's museum. I guess it's different if you're in Utah or Montana or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all that stuff 
happened there. It's, I think it's really, really cool. One more defense of the giant sloth. Please. Do you know what it evolved into? Uh, a smaller sloth. A smaller, more well-armored sloth. Yeah. An armadillo. A diller. Whoa. So let that be a lesson to all of us. We're yes. talking dillers, mm-hmm. but we're not talking Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Barry Diller. Yeah, I know that's someone. He's a media mogul. Billionaire ah, media mogul. Okay. Yeah. Does he have an arbor plating? <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's one of the things that made him so tough to beat for his rival, Ted Turner. Don't, don't fuck with that guy. <laughs> that's why Ted Turner got all those buffaloes. Yeah. Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see the appeal of that. I, I once met an armadillo mm-hmm. who had a... He rolled into a ball where there was a pointy part on one side and an indented part on the other side, like a little tail and a little head head diamond. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they fit perfectly together into a perfectly round ball. So I appreciate armadillos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse and Paul, as men with kids, mm-hmm. I assumed when you went – you took kids to the La Brea Tar I did. I like to go alone to yeah. reflect. <laughs> yes. Um, you just look up at that mirror and you think, fuck you, star. Fuck you, space. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to punch you right in your black hole. Wait, what was that armadillo description? Isn't that every armadillo? No. All <laughs> armadillos can roll into a ball, roughly speaking. But there's only one species of armadillo that rolls into a perfect seamless ball. Mm. I mean, it has seams in a literal sense. Sure, but it, there are no chinks in. And its that was armor. the one you met. And that was the one I met. One species. There's many of these individuals. I, I met it at a child's birthday party. That's cool. Yeah. I was going to ask if your kids liked the La Brea Tar Pits. They did. Mm-hmm. Not it's, as much as you. It's it seems possible like you liked I liked it more. it more. I think another thing that makes it so awesome is the constitution of the skeletons themselves Mm -hmm. oversaturated in tarish pigment Mm -hmm. and oil and yeah you know the the fact that they exist at all and i don't know the whole thing was amazing i think that they probably i would have liked to see them posed as they found them oh right Like like in a pile like like when you see the Pompeii guys, they're like, oh, the... I'm trying yeah, to support sure. the roof falling there's out the of one whatever guy, it there's is. the one guy who's still jacking off. Right. I wasn't going to mention him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. And as... Like, yes. Like, if like, you haven't ever seen a giant sloth crank it, yeah. the way they work those claws is incredible. you got to work the claws. The yeah. way they tried to bring them back to a sort of upright and generally menacing pose right. was... You could tell... It was forced. It's a little sweaty. And it's, I, it's not like... I think that's a fair note. I don't think that's better. I think the fact that it got its leg stuck and then it panicked yeah. and then it fell into some sort of weird position where it gurgled and drowned right. is, you know, that's good enough. Well, have you thought but, about writing a letter? More heaps. Done. Yeah. This is... All the animals this should is be the, in Well, heaps. this is the letter. Oh, wow. To any of you listening who care... Mm-hmm. Never mind. <laughs> Take a letter. Good job, Sir Brian. Yes. Good job, Address though. it to the pits. Mm-hmm. We'll just throw it right in the tar. Yeah. 
Jesse, did your kids like the Libre Tar Pits? No, they didn't. They, they did didn't not. care at all. They thought it was so weird that gotcha. I brought them there. Hmm. Uh, uh, but, you know, we're, uh, the LACMA is next door. Mm-hmm. And the LACMA has those cars that go around on tracks. And sure. Anything that's keeping them away from this art piece that's a bunch of cars on tracks is like cruel and unusual punishment. Like mm-hmm. they just want to go be mesmerized by that for literally hours mm-hmm. uh, and then leave. That's, you know. That's that's what. The, how do they like levitated mass? That big art rock. They're pretty ambivalent about levitated mass, but I fucking love it. Yeah, it's like my favorite thing. It totally blows my mind every time. It's a big I look rock at it. you can walk under. Did you see levitated mass? No, not yet. Haven't we talked about levitated mass on Jordan Jesse Go before? <laughs> I Brian think so. We not. only have five or six topics that we return to. <laughs> what other? One of them being levitated mass. Should we should we change and talk about spiral jetty a little? <laughs> like what other earthworks should we be covering? I don't know. Are there? Yeah, hit us up with your favorite earthworks on Twitter for us to discuss. Send us some photos. Andy Goldsworthy, you out there? Want to drop us a line? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I um. I think that if I were judging the La Brea Tar Pits more neutrally, if I didn't feel like I had spent a lifetime having had them built up to me, I feel like I would more it's appreciate like when you see Godfather them. late in life, you know? Yeah. And you're like, like I mean, it's good. Slow. No like, one's ever good, but... talked to me about the La Brea Tar Pits ever. Really? And my family had never heard of it when we... Went through. Yeah. Is that so? So, yes. How did you end up there? Just accidentally? Because I knew it. You were trying to find the craft museum? No, no. (laughs) Actually, that place looks cool. I've been. It's nice. It's small. There's not a lot to see. But so, you know, don't plan an afternoon around it. But it's a Um, nice pop-in. No, it was on our way to another thing. And I was like, let's go there. We've never been there. I've never been there. And it was all. So, yeah. So, I've lived the non-hype fantasy I didn't mean to interrupt your description of. No, not at all. I mean, I feel like, for me, I'd rather go over to the Peterson Automotive Museum. Okay. Look at a thousand cars. Sure, yeah. I don't know why I like that, but I do. They probably have a Batmobile. They might have, like, a, a Batmobile in so there, So, Jesse, right? you're from around here? I'm from San Francisco, but I grew up with the reputation of the La Brea Tar Pits ringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Who hasn't ever heard of that? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't Paul, Paul seen hand. Star Trek Four? <laughs> Uh, Paul, what other what other L.A. family things do you have planned for while you're here? Um, I was hoping you guys could send me a zip of Los Angeles Plays itself. We could all watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh, hard to it. get. Hard to get. It's not streaming I can't anywhere. find it. It's all, yeah, it's all, you know, repurposed footage. <laughs> I so. know that we have kids, to see it, Rights though. issues. Kids, kids love it. The fourth hour really gets them going. <laughs> what's Man, that? What's that, want... what's that art movie where it's clips from other movies and there's always a clock in the background corresponding to what time of day? Oh, it is. I know the one you're hours. talking about. It's called something like 24 hours or something, I think. Yeah. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Anyway, I was going to make a joke about that, but I yeah. couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> I think a lot about – we were talking during the break about our friend Brandon Bird. Yes. Uh, the fine artist who we happened to J- – Jordan, you happened to run into at San Diego Comic-Con. I did. And uh, Brandon Bird did this exhibition many, many years ago when we were still in college mm-hmm. in the gallery at our residential college at UC Santa Cruz um, that was – and uh, this was before your – with no disrespect intended to Jensen Carp or mm-hmm. any of the many people who have made pop culture-themed art exhibits uh, a, you know, a business these days thriving business. It was this was before any of that had happened. Brandon did a law and order themed art exhibit. Mm-hmm. And in this exhibit, 
there was this piece that this European video collective had put together that was just scenes from Law and Order. This was also before the idea of the supercut. Mm-hmm. Uh, scenes from Law and Order with people taking off and putting on their glasses. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 15-minute film of just three-second clips of people taking off and putting on their glasses. Totally blew my fucking mind. Beautiful. Was there music? Just the sounds of Law and Order. It was just it was just raw. That cuts. sounds good. It was really good because Law and Order is like the most expositionally intensive mm-hmm. program in the world, and there's just this <laughs> these this one moment where it's just pure banality. Someone taking off or putting off their glasses, like somebody's like, I got to take one second from pushing the plot forward mm-hmm. for it, just one moment to put these or take these off. Or in my case. I can see the document better now. Mm, yeah. Sure, yeah. God, I love looking at a document. <laughs> Paul, you've really hit – I love a document. <laughs> well, I mean like that, you know. Right. So you got it. So you now you – just for the for the at-home listener, Jordan, you mm-hmm. want to describe this? Uh, you kind of like did like this? <laughs> yeah, good description. Did like that? Yeah, sure. You kind of <laughs> took his glasses the, off. And... It's a theater of the mind. Right. Jordan. Podcasting. All right. Theater escape. of the I'm mind. I'm taking this moment. Please. As the moment mm. to bring my big discovery. Mm-hmm. Discoveries have been made in the La Brea Tar Pits. Oh. You were talking about a mystery. Yep. Yeah. But I have found the key to understanding the current culture we live in. The key to understanding the entire culture? Are you sure you want to drop that here on this bad show? No, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. Okay. In fact, I'm... I, I'm, I'm banking the, on it being important enough to talk about more than once. Do you okay. have the paperwork in your messenger bag? Is that why you're reaching for it? Oh, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology. Oh, wow. You're unlocking everything using Neil Gaiman? I say to you, this book has a bigger impact on our culture than the Bible. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The Neil and Gaiman I, version specifically? Not, I, not, for example, the Dolaires? Not the Dolaires. Formerly the one I was much more familiar with. Who can go fuck themselves as far as you're concerned. Would never, ever say that about a brilliant genius Dallaire's who I have Dallaire's... always loved and adored. Jordan, do you think the Dallaire's were swingers? I'm Seems lost. likely to me. I'm lost. Who's that? <laughs> you never read the Dallaire's book of Greek Oh, yes. I called it Dallarius. <laughs> okay, great. The Dallaire's were Did a husband and wife team. Did you ever read the team. Dallarian book of Yes, yeah. It, uh, two door, the doors opened on either side. They <laughs> yeah. kind of opened up. Uh, yeah, no. But, well, so you feel that is the key to the current culture, Neil Gaiman's novel, Norse mythology? So this is – Neil Gaiman is not the super important part of this. Right. It's that he updated the ancient tellings of these uh, – Stories. I think from that... something called the Poetic Edda mm-hmm. and the Prose Edda. By the way, I am not used to playing straight man, but as the weird guest mm-hmm. in your clubhouse, <laughs> yeah, I, I take our up the weird mantle. clubhouse. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> By the Admittedly. way, this show does not have any any listeners. Deline- <laughs> listeners, too. This has, there's a few things this doesn't have: listeners or delineation between uh, the straight person and the crazy person or the comedic person. Um, that's why it does not work. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it is unsuccessful artistically. Yeah. People just say, we're saying whatever we think of. Uh, yeah. I was at my buddy's yeah. book signing at Books of Wonder in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was flipping through this when it was done. And I saw... Michael Shabon, is that your buddy? Uh, no. 
My uh, first guess was Michael Shea. Is Adam gotta... uh, Adam Gidwitz is my oh, buddy. Oh wow, um, Adam Gidwitz, whose new book this guy's uh, buddies with Gidwitz is the second. Uh, you should have him on your show. His second Unicorn Rescue Society book is out now. Okay, I bet your daughter would like it. Okay. Uh, I know. I knew this as soon as you took it out of the bag, not because I had considered buying it, but because Amazon will not stop recommending it to me. I is highly re- recommend it as well. Boy, I'm just getting this from all ends. Yo. Jordan, you think Amazon's vaunted? Uh, their vaunted algorithm has figured out that you're kind of a nerd. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, it's like, what do you think about this? You know there's a Spider-Man game coming out. Yeah, I know. I've known that for like a year, Amazon. I'm going to buy the Spider-Man game. I'm going to buy the Spider-Man game. Are they going to have that for Xbox? foregone conclusion. going to have that for my Xbox? PS4 exclusive. God damn it! They all are. That Xbox and... Is bad. That and MLB the show. Start getting into Gears of War. It's the only <laughs> Xbox exclusive there is. Ugh. Anyway, but you're loving it, Paul. Uh, I recognized that this is what, and I hate to bring him into this, mm-hmm. 45 is basing his formulae on. Oh, boy. There's no sure. doubt about it. Uh-huh. And it's why no amount of negative attention uh, could impact uh-huh. him. It's why, mm, I'm sorry to go here. But, you know, he's going the there. Democrats are hopeless. Sure. It's because of Odin. Uh, hey, I mean, and his petulant sons. I mean, you I, won't. I could run through the information really fast. <laughs> you won't find any quarter here for those fucking clowns. All in right. Congress. OK. All right. How about this? Is are there any red noses in your bag? Paul, because I'd love to Paul, pass them out thing. This is to like our constitutional. Oh, Paul put the windscreen on his nose. <laughs> he really yes ended you there. Yeah, this really is a theater of the mind episode. Sure is. When they collapsed Al Franken, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they could not get rid of a convicted pedophile without doing so. Right. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the only person who could conceivably go back and forth with zingers and think on his or her feet and play the game the way the new ancient era game is played, whereby acting offended or quoting policy has no bearing at all. You're underestimating the wit and wisdom of one Sherrod Brown. (laughs) Or Odin's petulant sons. (laughs) Speaking of Odin. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know I have a show on Odin's Day? <laughs> Did you know Wednesday is Odin's Day? Odin's Did you think Day. maybe Tears Day, Odin's Day, <laughs> Thor's Day, and Frigg's Day was not the type of time we were currently living Shit, in? Dude. You just blew my frigging mind. Man. Bang. Yeah. In case you didn't think this stuff was relevant to right now, we live in Norse mythology and times. all of this... Christianity had a much harder time getting rid of the Norse influence than all the other ones. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're saying that all of this is because of Coraline author Neil <laughs> Gaiman. No. And that one Marvel comic where they were all pilgrims. Remember that? Did was- he write Sandman? I think so, yes. I never understood that. I read, I bought several of those. Yeah. People love Sandman. And I looked at, I, I don't know, what is Robert Smith so upset about? <laughs> that was my confusion. Anyway. My mind's blown. Do we want to take a little bit of a break and yeah. recollect our minds? Let's take a quick break. I got to pick up the pieces over here. 
You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. We'll be back in just a second. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. I'm MC Paul Barman, special guest star and tree fort guest to Jordan, Jesse Go. Wow. Tree fort guest. Here in the fort. I elevated the clubhouse (laughs) into the air. (laughs) I think of it less less as a tree fort, more as a honeycomb hideout. (laughs) I think of it as a Burger King kids club. (laughs) Ooh, I call wheels. Aw, oh, man, everybody wants to be wheels. Uh, we have some sponsors on this week's program. We sure do. Of course, every week we're supported by all the Max Fund members who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. This week we're also supported by The Sound of Vinyl. It's an album recommendation service that can learn your taste in music and offer personalized suggestions of records you'll love. It's a robot brain that text messages you albums. Can I tell you what? I got a little, like, uh... I got a little like sampler intro pack mm-hmm. uh, on this thing, and yeah. I went. I went ahead and went on their website. I'll tell you what I took home. Mm-hmm. Tell me, took home uh, an Eric Dolphy album. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, it's called. Uh, it's the really famous one. It's called uh, Out of uh, out to Lunch. Out to Lunch. Thank you. Love that album. Yeah, wonderful album. Recommended on their website by Henry Rollins. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah I, I also noticed their recommendations section. Um, I uh, I got a Erica Badu album, mm-hmm. uh, one of the New America albums. I got a Sil Johnson album, uh, known as uh, he was like uh, he was on Willie Mitchell's High Records, mm-hmm. where uh, albums produced by Willie Mitchell, the guy who produced Al Green Records. Wonderful album, uh, and I got I, oh I got our friend John Darnell of the Mountain Goats album. Uh, all hail West Texas. Hey, terrific. Uh, I uh, scored the new Courtney Barnett. It is terrific. So there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can get at Sound of Vinyl. And what's really cool about it is uh, that they will actually text you recommendations and build a profile of what you like and don't like based on whether you want to buy them or not. Um, and it's it's a really neat it's a really neat kind of thing. It's kind of fun to get that text message once a day that says, you want this one? You want it? And it gets smarter and smarter as it goes along. It's free to sign up. There's no subscription fee, no commitments. You can visit soundofvinyl.com slash JJGo, and you'll get $5 off your first record. How about one of those ones that we just said? Sure, get one of those. Those are great They're albums. They're all on there. Like, uh, guys, I want them all. I know, <laughs> You I can know. have them yeah. by going to soundofvinyl.com slash JJGo. It's a lovely service, Jordan. I like I it, too. It to I like it a lot, service. too. Uh, also, supported by our friends at the Croot Zip Recruiter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get the Croot, baby. You know, hiring is hard. I'm a small businessman, Paul. This looks like a gigantic enterprise. This is. <laughs> good delivery. Well, I really, that's really good. That's I meant because, it. You should yeah. be proud of yourself. That's because we have decorated it uh, to look like a, a next generation era version of the enterprise. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, which TNG. was a very sizable. I mean, everybody lives on the disc part, mm-hmm. but that can separate from the rest of it right. if you need to shoot phasers. But let's say you can't find your Uhura. Right. Which is from the original series. I know. Please don't yeah. add message me. You're going to want to go to ziprecruiter.com. Uh, here's what happens. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's best 
leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. Wow! Beam me up. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Yeah, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest it's way Walter to hire. It's Walter Koenig's choice. <laughs> or the smartest way to hire, yeah. whichever slogan you prefer. Q from Star Trek The Next Generation says, <laughs> ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Uh, we've also got something up here on the Jumbotron, Hey, Paul, Jordan. great uh, Star Trek theme, by the way. Uh, that wasn't me. Did you? Oh, buttons. that was just, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Did you know that the Star Trek theme? It was me. It was oh. me. It was Paul. He tricked us. You had me snowballed. <laughs> uh, Paul, did you know that the Star Trek theme has has lyrics? No. Yeah. Because in the 60s, you, you, the creator of a television show would write lyrics to go with the with an instrumental theme so that they would get half of the publishing on the song. So, uh, like, the odd couple has lyrics. What are they? Everywhere they go, they are known as the couple. Really? Keep going. I don't remember the rest of it. What's the Star Wars? I mean, uh, Beyond the rim of the starlight, our love is dancing in starflight. Those are great. Very good I know. Lyrics. Well, G- G- John Roddenberry, what's his name? Gene Roddenberry. Gene yeah. Roddenberry. Rappers do that kind of thing all the time. And it, I always thought, you know... It'd be nice if there was more of a harmonic relationship instead of just copying the melody. Oh, right? you mean which when kind the of melody thing? when the melody of the sung verse is exactly the same as the music? Oh, right. You're not creating a dynamic, right? Making it extra attractive to drop the lyric. So rappers often just sing along with the melody in the beat. Rather than adding a vocal melody that complements the melody in the beat is what you're saying. Right. And I don't mean to disparage the brilliant classics that do that. Yeah. Although I always wished although I kind you of had think, enough help to... You think that Just a Friend is a garbage song and everyone who likes it is a garbage person. Now, now that was putting words in my mouth. I love that song. <laughs> okay. I mean, I heard you say that, that Biz Markie's classic Just a Friend is a garbage song, and anyone who likes it is a garbage person. And I'm going to, look, I already sent an email to, <laughs> I guess, the Breakfast Club. I don't know who would I email about this. Boy. Charlemagne the God. Man, I cannot escape this clickbait culture. I, I thought here at NPR yeah. Enterprise Headquarters it would be a little <laughs> different. Yeah. Nope. We've also got something up on the Jumbotron, Jordan. It's our old friends at VG Kids. Yeah, VG Kids, a full-service screen printing company specializing in high-quality silk screen print rock posters. Movie, movie posters. posters. Art prints with specialty inks such as Blacklight Reactive and Glow in the Dark. Everywhere we use, uh, We've used VG Kids for, uh, I don't know, a decade yeah. to print all kinds of stuff. Uh, they're a cool punk rock couple in the Midwest uh, and their staff, and they always do a wonderful job for everything we do. They can do stuff uh, super fast. They do small orders. They do big orders. They do water-based inks. They do discharge prints. Uh, and, What's that? and that's a uh, uh, discharge print is the one where instead of going on top of the the fabric, it goes into the fabric. Cool. 
Uh, so like that, oil infused skeletons. So it's like soft, <laughs> like an oil. Yeah, infused. like a like a yes, like a like a heap of uh, sloth bones. Anyway, <laughs> they're offering Jordan Jesse Go listeners ten percent off their shirt or tote order. All you got to do is mention Jordan Jesse Go. Just uh, the whole customer service team at VG Kids. They're all Max Funsters. They know what Jordan Jesse Go is. Just be like, hey, I heard about VG Kids on. Uh, Jordan, Jason, go, and uh, I'd like my 10%, please. Fiji Kids is the real hot spot at Fiji Kids, full of clothes. We love a lot. We'll do discharge prints every time. No, that was great. Really, really good. That was really good. <laughs> wow. You really earned your half of the publishing. <laughs> That's at VGKids.com. Uh, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's uh, easy, it's cheap, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's just a little thing, just a little thing we do for fans, Jordan. Mm. Just a little thing we do for our peoples. Yeah, if we you're love out there them. in your audience, you got a little you got a little enterprise, you want you want to tell a lady you love her. We'll help you out. You wanna tell that you wanna tell that boy he's cute? He's got a cute little booty. <laughs> Maximum fun. Why are you looking at me like that, Justin? MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Hit it up. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. The news today is terrible, so why not forget about it while listening to Jonah Radio uh, with Cash Hartzell. Hey, everybody. Featuring Neil Mahoney. Also me. This is a podcast where we play music submitted by a listener. We hang out, we listen to new tunes, and uh, we take submissions at Jonah Radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, at gmail.com. Come and check us out. We're here anyway. Yeah, we'll yeah. be here. So, and that's it. Back to your regularly scheduled uh, podcast. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. God damn it, Barman! Come on, man. You... I said it twice already. Say I it know, again. Gotta... Say it again. If People are trying this far. If they you're know trying who... to promote your album, you got to get your name in people's heads. Barman. One word. That's it. Barman. Just Barman. Yeah. Now people are going to be buying... ESPN personality Chris Berman's album. <laughs> he accidentally buying the Berman album. He's got a great. He's, that guy's got a, that guy's got bars. He does, yeah. End of the day, that guy goes back, 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 back with the bars. And the addition of the flautist, I think, was a great touch. Oh, I love a funky flautist. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that Berman had bars. Mm-hmm. I knew Berman had bars. I didn't know Berman had bars. Mm. But when Berman ripped up the theme from the CBCs as it happens, you know that song? I Can't Get No Satisfaction? No. It sounded like that. I'm just fixated on your friend's belly button. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it popped out. Guys, I had a button come off. (laughs) It's saying hello. boy. Hey, Jordan's Jordan's B button's coming out to say hi. Well, thanks for not sticking a finger in. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't. Have. At the end of the day, yeah, I'm just glad you didn't stick a finger in. If if I had stuck a finger in, mm-hmm. it would only be after I asked for your consent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, like your belly button comes out to mm-hmm. say hi, hey, hey fellas, uh, Curried Soul. Mm. That's the name of the song. From not the familiar. CBC as it happens. Never heard of it. Mo something or other. I can't remember. 
don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's got a funky flute on it. That's why I mention it. That, is there a lyric to it? No, it's, it's an like, instrumental. My belly button just popped out. That's why I buttoned that on purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, you laid down. It is a Canadian show. <laughs> you throwing out any? Uh, you throwing out any uh, mixtapes? Because I say loop that shit up, and I know you got bars. I, I did you hear my Blue Moon Kaboom mixtape that I put out in late 2017? By any chance? No, I didn't. It's good stuff. Oh, you should okay. check that out. Dude, that has but, the trifecta on it. But it doesn't have curried soul. Uh, curried soul on it. No, that doesn't have the check me out for the Jumbotron just for the fans. Very affordable. You can only do it once. Yeah, there you go. That's good. That's a good piece of information. Too. Yeah, it is good. Maximum, maximum fun. It would be nice if one of those CBC hosts was the one saying MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Well, Barbara be, Bud, maybe. That would be great. God, it would be nice to have to Barbara Bud. Bud. I think Bud would Bud. come on Jordan Jesse Go sometime. Barbara yeah, Bud. She's never in town. Get B Bud in here. Yeah. God, she's she's got stories. I bet she's got stories. Barbara Bud has stories. I mean, there's that one time that a possum appeared to be dead. It was frozen underneath uh, somebody's porch in Saskatchewan, and then they they thawed it out slowly in the oven. And it came back to life. That is a great story. Is that true? I heard it on as in it the happens oven? once when I was in high school, and I've never forgotten it. They tell Canadian kids that at Christmas. <laughs> okay. They don't have Santa. They have the uh, possum that came back to life in the oven. Yeah, and they don't have gingerbread cookies. They have yeah. possum You know how cookies. in France they have that, like, bell that flies around? Right. Just different Christmas stories. The part of the story cultures. that's missing right there is that was supposed to be dinner, and then he got shamed into mm. letting, setting him free. Oh, sure. wow. Because no. he could, if you were serious about something like that, you would not put him in Boy, the oven. Gonna go, You'd put him in the sunshine. It's going to go in the latest volume. Oh, really? My <laughs> teacher told me. Yeah, because sunshine's more restorative. Yeah, quite. Right. Yeah, just give has, vitamin D. Yeah. Superman. <laughs> energy from Earth's yellow sun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, like you get your energy from Earth's mm-hmm. yellow sun, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN or... Just email a voice memo to us at jjgo at maximumfun.org for our beloved segment, Momentous Occasions. Here is one such occasion. Ring! Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Maya from Minnesota calling in with a momentous occasion. My mom and I were just on a walk on Main Street. It's about 10 o'clock, so it's getting dark. And we were chased by three little girls on bicycles singing to us in a gravelly voice a song that my mom will now perform for you. I'm going on a trip in my favorite rocket ship. I'm going on a trip in my favorite rocket ship. I'm going on a trip in my favorite rocket ship. That was a very accurate depiction. Thanks. Bye. You're welcome. (laughs) First of all, you're welcome. Wow, that seems rehearsed. (laughs) That, like, sounded like maybe it was just uh, someone clipped out a segment from the uh, podcast, the fiction podcast, The Truth. Mm, Sure. Uh, maybe that was a left on the cutting room floor of Dave Shumka's new show. You this know, sounds serious? This sounds serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is probably just some material from the cutting room floor. Well, they sounded sound like serious. they were really walking. Yeah, they did. Like, that, that, so when they said we were walking, the, that gave the it an air of sounds really sold it. Yeah, I agreed. I'm like, this checks out. The extreme triviality of the story is what makes me wonder why anything right. should be said. No one contemplated buying a rain stick in it. There's no no <laughs> conflict. There's not the <laughs> conflict pyramid. Yeah. I mean, there's the question of, like, why aren't Democratic politicians doing more 
to address gangs in Minnesota. Sure. Specifically gangs of little girls on, on bike bicycles. Singing. I'm going on, on a, a trip for my favorite rocket ship. On my favorite rocket ship. Okay, I'm here's what I heard you saying. Trip. Yeah. Democrats are such titanic pussies, oh, they couldn't Paul. beat up a little girl on a bike. Paul, we need to, you've been reading too much Neil Gaiman. Yeah. We're going to take away your Gaiman. We're going to take away your Neil Gaiman. We're going to take away your Grant Morrison. Yeah. We're going to take it all because yeah. you're getting too worked up. Listen, Sorry. Neil Gaiman and, is just the conduit from the ancient language to the modern oh, language. Boy, you're the ones obsessed with the author. I'm talking about the architect. Typical. What crazy is stories. the internet if not a series of tubes? <laughs> sure. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, let's take another call. But we didn't even say anything about that one. Okay. Yeah. I feel let's. Like we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, it was amazing. You know what it had? You know what it had that I liked. Speaking of uh, genre fiction, mm-hmm. that did not sound like her mom. Oh yeah. You it think it was just her like doing it was a just, slightly? Ad- it sounded like she just switched the phone from one side of her head to the other. <laughs> Hello. It's me, mommy. <laughs> Mama. My mom, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. We were caught in a run by fruiting. Hello, this is her mother, Tootsie. <laughs> uh, that story did have a Stephen King vibe to it, didn't it? Absolutely. Didn't you think that could have been something that would happen in a Stephen King novel in 1982 had it been set in Maine? Yeah. I don't know if this was in Maine. I don't think it was. It was set in Minnesota, so I have to assume that this was probably from a Prince novel. Mm, sure, right. Yeah, one of Prince's many novels. <laughs> yeah, sure. Was, or maybe, was, was, who knows, maybe Jesse Johnson or huh? Wendy and Lisa. What's his name? Who wrote? Oh, oh, Prince Prince. Yeah. yeah, Prince. Prince Rogers Nelson. Got you. Of Minnesota. I mean, could have been Warren Moon. Sure. Or Vikings quarterback Warren Moon. Hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Wait, why did you say that? Who is that? What's Prince? the connection? No, They're Warren Moon. Minnesotans. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. The category is Minnesotans. Vikings. Speaking of which. Oh, boy. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, we're back. No, I'm just kidding. We're back. I'm just kidding. <sighs> Somebody get Neil Gaiman on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready for the next call. <laughs> okay, here's our next call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is... Someone calling from Toronto with a momentous occasion. I was at an orgy earlier this evening. This was an awful lot of fun. Earlier this evening? Okay. That's not the momentous part. Mm -hmm. The momentous part was, in one of the rooms, music was being provided by speakers hooked up to a popular online music streaming service. And at one point, at the end of the song, I was surprised to hear a voice say, This is Jesse Thorne, host of NPR's Bullseye. (laughs) So, yes, one of Jesse's Bullseye NPR promotional spots was the soundtrack for a whole lot of wild sex. Don't you want to know? Oh, fuck, that's so awesome! Oh, I wanted to know so bad! Wow, wow. Oh, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me! Wow. But I sometimes think... Let's retire this fucking segment. Yeah. All the things have happened. We could should do something else. Jordan, earlier we had a call from two women mm-hmm. who had been chased down the street at 10 o'clock at night by th- three little children on bicycles right. cr- chanting a crazy chant. Yeah. So you think, after you hear that, Paul Barman... Mm. You think to yourself, this is nothing crazy. There's nothing left. There's no stories left to be told. And at the end of the day, Jordan, as you know, we're just storytellers. Exactly. Not not least of us, of course, Neil Gaiman. Sure. Tiny bit creepy, that guy. 
A little bit. That All people who go to orgies are creepy. <laughs> That's why they're at orgies. I support them. I'm not against them, but they know that. Uh, okay, a couple of things. Just before we get to your voice coming in over the streaming service. I think you should also, uh, you know, go ahead and retire the segment. If you really, really yeah, believe Yeah, maybe it. that was it. Maybe that was it. This is, yeah. Maybe that is as good as it gets. It kind of folds be back a little on better. the show. I think as good as it gets is that movie with Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, I put I put on that when I'm having an orgy. <laughs> I mean, I turn the sound off, but it's just kind of one of those things that plays in the background. Just want to take a look at Gentleman Jack once in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the divine, Miss Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog that's also in the movie. Um... He's like, I was at an orgy earlier this evening. How? When did it start? He's home I already. You, I go to an orgy. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to that many orgies, Paul. But mm. I usually try to go to a twi night orgy. So you got one. When did it start one at three or four that uh-huh. runs till about seven. Right. Then you got one from about eight to eleven. And you can pay this the, is if you pay the had, senior price. This is if you've had a rain out in a previous orgy. Mm-hmm. So you go to the you go to a, like a four to seven, then an eight to eleven. You get home. You call your favorite podcast. You get stop podcasting mm-hmm. yourself on the line. You heard, overheard something funny. Uh, you get my brother, my brother, and me on the line. You need a little advice. Uh, you get never not funny on the line. Mm-hmm. You want Jimmy Pardo to yell at you? Sure. So you get the three, you get those d- taken care of. You call Jordan Jesse Go. You have a little momentous occasion. Have a little nightcap, maybe a hand job. <laughs> Fall asleep. I want to know if anybody at the orgy, if your voice coming in over the loudspeaker assisted anyone in climaxing. Yeah, that's what you hope, right? I think I could have driven you get into somebody. Broad- I don't know if I could have. Or maybe bought him a little time. My, yeah. <laughs> like thinking about, about baseball. baseball. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Listening to Jesse. You guys are painting a very gross <laughs> picture in my head. That's not. You don't love awesome. it. You don't love it. You're making a face. You're making a face like. When he's like, one of the rooms was playing a streaming. Service. Now he was, was kind like, enough. No, 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 no. He's sex positive, Paul. There, he was kind enough so to share this rooms. experience with us. There's yeah. like different rooms. Yeah, with different yeah. themes maybe. He should have different NPR room. shows playing <laughs> yeah. in different rooms. I usually head straight for the Diane Rame room. Sure, if you want a blast to live Pian- from here, piano jazz with Marion McPartland. <laughs> sure. Something for everybody. Yeah. Sexuality is a spectrum, Paul. It's a rainbow. It's a rainbow, Projected through a prism. And the prism is a butt. And then there's a rain stick. No, it's... You were going... It's actually... Thank you. It's not... Right? I thought it might be slightly muffled. Nah, dude. Okay. <laughs> what I meant to say was congratulations. Yeah, Thank congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. How sex I'm positive sure, of you. I'm sure an MC Paul Barman song is played in an orgy at some point. You know, is, this, isn't, this isn't just about me. <laughs> hey, I got a challenge for our listeners. <laughs> Try and get hard. <laughs> Here's my challenge. You if, you're, if you're at an orgy. Yeah. If you're in charge of the playlist. Right. Turn on Paul's new album. Yeah. Hmm. Let that assist in the lovemaking. Is this available on any popular streaming services? Every single one of them. All Every of them. single one. I'm trying to... Title. Of course. I'm trying to think of the right song for this. Yeah, uh, what would you say? Um, to really get it going. Probably Oh Snap. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. It sounds really erotic. But it's kind of more like my older stuff. I think the new album might not be so. The older stuff is a little friendly. more sensual. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. That song that goes, The joy of your world is Paul Barman. That song beautiful, is an beautiful orgy. Barman. Yeah. yeah, it's orgiastic, certainly. Mm. I think Pitchfork called it orgiastic. <laughs> Boy, you keep bringing up my biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Um, I really, this is really wonderful and really it's great. cool. It's great. Um, I honestly, Jordan. You know, when we talk about feeling like we were over with things, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was any, there were any sexual momentous occasions left that yeah. we could hear about. I was a little tired of it. I want to hear about creepy uh, child gangs in mm-hmm. Minnesota more than I want to hear about sexual experiences. People, you know, orgies and threesomes and all that stuff is all great. Mm-hmm. Um, I support it all. We're sex positive. Especially with anal August around the corner. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what August around the corner? Anal August. Anal August. <laughs> yeah, around you know around it's the corner. <laughs> milk, milk, yeah, lemonade. Sure. Around the corner. <laughs> around the corner. Anal the August is celebrated. Is <laughs> um, so uh, you know, and at the end of the day, though, this really was a remarkable. A, a new leaf was truly turned amazing. Over. And I just want to thank uh, my family. Mm-hmm. My management, yeah. Um, some of my some of my real heroes mm-hmm. out there. Yep. Uh, I want to thank Mike Pesca, who's always supported me. Sure. Odin's petulant sons. <laughs> I want to thank Odin's petulant sons for really upending the apple cart, Norse yeah. mythology wise. Who's Mike Pesca? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know who Mike I do Pesca know who Mike is. Pesca is. Jordan. He's great. I love him. I love the gist. He's the host of Slate's The Gist. I'm always listening to the gist. Yeah. A great guy. He's got a lot of insights into mm-hmm. the world and a great attitude. Funny. Great Very voice. Fun. What are some funny, of his great insights? Voice. Just insights into current affairs, yeah. the mm-hmm. sporting world, yeah. popular culture. Mm-hmm. The gist. Yeah. The gist with Mike Pesca. He's a great guy. Mike Pesca. Got a great new book out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's it, what is it? It's like a book of, of sports what-ifs. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do with North, Norse mythology, though. Which is a disappointing. Yeah. I always pictured him as sort of one of Odin's petulant sons. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you have a momentous occasion for us, 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. So you want to understand what's going on in the world. But trying to keep up with the news can be such a headache. With clickbait headlines, TV news acting like there's always two equal sides to every story. And never enough talk about the various McDonald Playland characters. Okay, in my defense, though, when I brought that up, we learned a lot. That's true. (laughs) I'm Brent Black. I'm Courtney Enlow. And I'm Travis McElroy. With Trends Like These. Real-life friends talking internet trends. We debunk misleading headlines from the top trending news. We always throw in at least one positive story. But we call out bullshit when we see it. Join us each week on MaximumFun.org. Because with trends like these... Who needs any memes? Ah? Huh? Ah? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> la, 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 la. 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Paul Barman, analyzer, understander, and resequencer of all pieces of information that are both insightful, humorous, wordplay oriented, and romantic. Wow. Particularly, wow. particularly on your new re- album, Echo Chamber. Thank you. We already talked about how Mike Eagle is on the album. Another one of my all-time, all-time favorites, and another uh, like famous rapper who's also a really lovely dude in my experience. Also on the record, Master Ace. He's the best. Master Ace is the. I uh, years ago I had Master Ace on my old show, The Sound of Young America, the one that I think you were a guest on. I think that's how we knew each other. I think I, I think I talk, I think I interviewed you. Did we you do on, that? I think we did that once. Thank you. Um. Uh, I had Master Ace on because Master Ace is like well, – Master Ace was like a teenager in the mid-1980s uh, and is on like the, one of the formative posse cuts, the symphony uh, of hip-hop. And then he went through all these kind of iterations of his career. He never had a monster hit song, but he's one of those guys who has made some of the most beautiful and moving like adult human being rap music – well into, I mean, he's got to be, he's got to be in his fifties now, right? I mean, he's I was a teenager at his 50th in the 80s. Birthday party, it was bananas. Mm-hmm. Everybody performed. It was just incredible. So and, now I think he's fifty-one, and he's the loveliest dude. Like at least he was when he was on my show. You you know him personally. He's, I found him to be the loveliest dude. Absolutely, a great MC, and uh, certainly like uh, Eminem would would not exist were it not for Master Ace. Um, uh, Eminem borrowed much of his style from Master Ace, and has acknowledged as much. Uh, uh, it's a chain. And we have um, – and there's some pretty incredible producers on your album too, Paul. Mm-hmm. Who's, 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 got, who's on the beats? Who's on the boards? We got a Questlove. We oh, got wait. A Mark Questlove Ronson. from The Roots? Questlove from The Roots. Uh, Mark Ronson from Star Making? From the Star Makings. Yeah. I, we got a Memory Man who put a lot of it together. I forgot. I forgot he was on there. Uh, it's just a little that's memory fun. man humor. A little memory man Good one. Well, fun, fun. He remembers you. everything. Uh-huh. Uh, we got uh, Prince Paul in the house. Prince Paul put you on. He that sure dude did. put you on. Yeah, he did. Prince Paul. He helped invent De La Soul. He's the greatest. He's also a real winning guy. Wonderful person. Charmer. Mm. A charmer. A lovely man. And a brilliant producer. Yep. An inventor. All on MC Paul Barman's new album. Don't leave out Kenny Siegel. I was going to leave him out. Do you know him? I don't like him personally. <laughs> I, I consider him an enemy. You, you don't know him. I don't like his. <laughs> I don't like his. I don't just don't want his name to pass my lips. I'm not even going to say it now. Well, he's great, and he'll be DJing for me Wednesday. I can't even say it. Uh, and I am forgetting somebody. Timbaland. It's Timbaland. Timbaland. <laughs> Timbaland recently said uh, that he owns every drum machine. <laughs> Can you imagine? He probably does. How awesome that, like, thing on the, like, imagine the shelving units mm. where he's like, hmm, which one should I use? And it's one wall with every drum machine in chronological order, like the sequence of evolution at the Liberty Tar Pits. And on the upper left corner is the Lin drum, and on the bottom right is I don't know what. Is Timbaland, is Timbaland still uh, – I don't know if you guys have seen Timbaland recently. I have not. There was a period 
where he was obviously on steroids. <laughs> like where he was like ripped, like gigantic. Like he looked like a professional football player for a while. I don't say things about other people unless they're nice. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's a good philosophy. Paul. He's one of the greatest geniuses in hip hop history. Paul, were you trying to were you trying to plug a show and we were dancing around it? Do you have a show on Wednesday? Uh, it'll be it'll be done. Whenever you broadcast this, right? Well, this will broadcast on Tuesday, so maybe people will have a chance to get out on Wednesday. So tomorrow night, L.A. Los Angeles. Light around the block three times like a Tesla coil. Check us out on stage. Me and Kenny Siegel, Great Dane, open mic is headlining. Legendary. One of the final low-end theory evenings ever. Oh, wow. That's great. Come check us out. It's going to be so sick. So where can we get tickets? I think you've got to show up. Oh, okay, so again, at the door thing? Yeah. 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 Oh, Doom. Phew. That was a close one. I got a couple Doom tracks on there, too. Just got a couple, just a couple Doom tracks. No big deal. It's a big deal. Got a couple Doom tracks on there. It's not, it's not, you just got a couple Doom tracks. It's no, it's no sweat. Just got a couple. Just and I got a shout out James Poyser. Couple. Oh, and James Poyser. Just a casual, yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. James Poyser. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. Blah, 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 the blah, name. blah. Well, MC Paul Barman, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, man. On Jordan Jesse Go. It was so fun to have you here. What? It's over? Yeah, yeah this we're is all it. done. This is it. Yeah. Jordan's got to go home. Daddy's sleepy. He needs his nine-eye. Yeah, Daddy needs his nine-eye. Thanks nine so much nine. for having me on. Jordan, I made you some chamomile tea. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. I put some honey in Shut there for the you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> uh, this is how he gets when Shut he doesn't up. have his chamomile tea. I'm going to dig your grave. <laughs> I think he's just fine the way he is. <laughs> Uh, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is our producer. He's on the boards. He's the one whose uh, overloud laughter penetrates the sound booth. You can find us on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. You can hashtag it, hashtag JJGo on Twitter. Uh, Paul Barman has been our guest. His beautiful new album is called Paul Echo, Echo Chamber. Er, er, er. With parentheses around it. Uh, we're, we're looking at the LP right now, and it is a beautiful, this is a beautiful package. It's a nice item. Thank you, you put together a nice a package. Nice you took item. this serious. I took it serious. I took it serious. Yep. It is serious. My life is in these lines. I can't be ironic about it. Every word I have in this album is something that I think is important. Can we play a song on? Can we play a song on our way out, Paul? Hell yeah! Do we have your permission? What song would you like us to play? You don't need my permission. Play it we'd in lo- between we'd... every segment <laughs> when I'm not the guest. Well, this is giving permission. Yeah, we're just getting permission. We're all about affirmative. I think consent. you should play. I would recommend. Yeah. That you play antennas. It seems to link to what we were just talking about. Let's Great. roll it out. Here's our guest, uh, MC Paul Barman, with antennas from his new album, Echo Chamber. We'll talk to you next time on Business and Go. Thank you. Picture in Atlanta, you
know I'm mowing down braids. Don't be a hero, cause yo, that's a sandwich, man. Crazy plans in my land, you'll get banished, man. Try me on impeach, find me on the beach. Grind me on the speech, just like an old Spanish man. Madecon, you can't be me like a body clone. In the hoods where I kick it like karate tone. This man spit right in the face of what you transmit. Holding on to relevance, hoping that your hands slip. Yeah, and you fall into obscurity. Walkie talkie antennas with no security. Praying mantis, you really ought to weigh your chances. This yellow the road stays stormy like a day in Kansas. And then another twister touch. Yo, I'm on the road like a twister Dutch. Yeah, I'm on the road like a twister Dutch. Yeah, I'm on the road. Of
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.